It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners. If you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code heard that H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation listening in the United States and around the world. You're listening to you live right now on the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching right now on YouTube, hit that subscribe button because you always want to stay in the know of the fantastic guests that I have on the, the show with me, including this wonderful lady here that brings the fire every single time on Twitter when it comes to sports. Uh, NFL, college football, you name it, she'll bring it. If you think that you're going to challenge her and win, if you don't have the facts, you better get yourself together because she is snatching wigs and taking off ball caps all at the same time. 
She is a content creator for Multiplicity Media Group, huge Michigan fan, and a fabulous sports goddess on the atmosphere. I am so honored to have her on here, Lexi Wester. Welcome to the Heard That Podcast. Well, welcome. I, uh, I am. Uh, that's like the best introduction I think I've ever had. <laughs> listen, listen, you deserve all of it. So let's just give, j- jump right into it before I ask you about your love for sports and everything else. The trending topic that's been going on for the past several weeks after, you know, the heartbreaking loss to our, our favorite squad, the uh, University of Michigan Wolverine football team, which had a phenomenal 12 and three record, uh, heartbreak loss in the top four. Um, the college football playoff to Georgia and Georgia ended up winning the whole thing. Well-deserved. They beat Alabama. Sorry, roll tide. Um, well-deserved for Kirby Smart and his crew. But immediately after the game uh, was over, of course, the media, uh, ESPN, um, Fox Sports and all of them started bringing up Jim Harbaugh's name as they do every single year. You know it. Um, so let me get your take on it. Does Harbaugh stay or does Harbaugh go? You know, I, I'm just, I'm thinking that he's going to stay. It's almost like a hundred percent in my mind, but then there's just like this little tiny sliver that mm-hmm. just, you know, thinks that at the end of the day, Harbaugh's going to do what he's going to do in the way that he wants to do it. No one else is going to be telling him or influencing him. It's going to come down to what he wants. So I'd like to think he wouldn't um, at this point turn his back, um, given like, you know, the Elston hire, um, bring that in. That's like another thing, that hire. I don't know if he'd make this move without a hot head coach being solidified, like on the inside, you know? So there's just, there's some things that are playing in. Um, I think that maybe if, if the chance that he does leave, they have something set up already. So that's why things aren't too crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, I just want a, a, an answer. You know, if you're going <laughs> to stay, let's run it. You know, if you're going to go, best of luck. Thanks for being Ohio State and Big Ten Championship and getting us to the playoffs, you know. So, um, you know, you can't really blame him for too much at this point. But if the narrative comes down to it, because uh, Miami said that they're not going to, you know, take him away from a great program as Michigan. And it got, you know, some of the fans excited about, okay, possibly Jim Estate. But you got uh, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Giants, Minnesota, and Chicago all looking for head coaches. If it came down to where Harbaugh, Harbaugh did make the decision to leave. Where do you think that he would be the best fit? Which program? Mm, I mean, I I think he'd probably fit well at well, in the Raiders job. Um, you know, I don't even like talking about this. It's like, man, I don't want him to go. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. No, but I think you know the the Giants even have some things going on though. You know, they got a couple draft picks coming up here. You know, high draft picks and uh. Oh, I forgot um, to mention too the Jags. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think I, I don't think he'd proceed Urban Meyer's situation. Right. Um, but yeah, I'd probably say Raiders or Giants. Um, that's probably the best fit if he does end up going to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I, I I want him to stay as well, and hopefully he does. Uh, I don't know if it's like a tease or a ploy that he's doing to drag this out because the media every single year it, it's, it's it's a catch twenty two. We'll see that. He can't win the big game, so the media rides off of that, a.k.a. uh, Paul Feinbaum. And then all of a sudden now they're singing his praises and, you know, they can't get enough of him and he should be coach of the year and then elevate him up to the highest platform. And then, you know, unfortunately, we don't do well against Georgia. And then now they think, oh, he's going to go and succeed in the NFL. It's just, it's just, it's a funny thing. You want him gone. Do you want him to stay? 
Then you want him to win these awards. Then you want him gone. <laughs> yeah, it's a mess. It's, it's, it, he's always going to have the spotlight on him, which that's why it's like, no matter where he goes, unfortunately, the spotlight's going to be on him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just amplified at Michigan um, just because it's a lot easier, I think, to to get people that don't like you so much just because you, you know you're a Michigan coach or associated affiliated with Michigan so uh it's 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 gonna be interesting to see what he does it's interesting hopefully we get an answer soon I think he's staying I, I agree with you I think he's staying mm-hmm. uh he's still on the recruiting trail and, and and making our program great with these recruits that are coming in we're in the top 10 as far as you know the next uh teams that we got coming in in the in the uh the football players that signed and, and made the commitment. So uh, I'm excited to see what we're going to be and where we're going to rank and all that coming into the fall season. But let's switch gears for a little bit because I want to know when did you uh, fall in love with sports? Because I've said many times on uh, different various podcasts as well as on my own podcast, you know, it was when uh, sitting and with my little TV tray with my family and we had, I'm a child of the 70s. So we had, you know, three of the prime networks on CBS, NBC, ABC, um, and just watching, you know, the Detroit Lions on Thanksgiving Day, you know, we got our food in front of us and we're like conversating and talking it up and talking trash and, you know, who's the best players and all this other stuff. When did your love for sports happen? And when was the first NFL or college team that you can remember that you were like, okay, this is my team. This is who I'm going to root for and I'm not going to switch teams. Yeah. So, I mean, um, I was born into like the whole, you know, born and raised blue and maize. Like I came into a Michigan family, you know, my, I can't, I don't even think I have any cousins on either side of my family, even, um, answer uncles that are state fans, to be honest with you. So that's kind of wild to think about, but, um, five years old, uh, I remember kindergarten, you know, when you're just like, yeah, that's when I realized my competitiveness because you're like on the playground, um, you know, m- playing with other kids finally and stuff. And, uh, that's like when I realized my competitive nature, um, also like the same time I can remember watching my first Michigan game, um, was the, the game <laughs> dating myself here, 1993, I was five. Um, and yeah, they were playing Iowa for the homecoming game. And I can like vividly remember sitting in my living room and watching that game. And, um, you know, I've been a Michigan fan, like I said, since birth. So it just kind of amplified from there, you know, lines my whole life. I mean, and I've always been known and any of my friends could attest to this, that, you know, growing up with me that I've always just been a sports talker. Like, you know, everyone always would say like, I've never met anyone like you that knows just so many things though. Like, you know, certain people will know like a lot of NBA or basketball or like, you know, focus on football the most, maybe a little college sports and stuff. But like, I like to think that I'm pretty well-rounded across the board. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, it's been like that my whole life though. Like just the natural love for it. I I just love the, for me, the, the excitement the uh something about sports that just pulls you right in um you know like a good meal your favorite meal you have it before you and uh you know all the right sides the way that it's prepared uh with the best drink that you know your favorite drink right next to it that's how i see sports is is because it it either will bring everybody to the table or or it will cause a huge divisiveness at the Thanksgiving table where everybody's just getting upset and arguing and throwing food and throwing rolls at each other or whatever the case is. But I see it as more, you know, where it does bring people across the boards and people got opinions and everything else. And I saw one last night 
and I had him on my uh, uh, show, Lion Man, um, a few few months ago, and he had brought up the question: Should everybody cheer for Matthew Stafford now that he's you know part of the Rams? You know, he spent uh, so many seasons with the Detroit Lions, and then now he got his first playoff win uh, against the Cardinals. And the answers, like pretty much, I I put the gif up there of me pulling up a chair and just having a popcorn and watching this whole entire thing just just transpire before my eyes because people were like, "Yeah, I'm a cheer for number nine, no matter what. He's our quarterback. He's this. He's this." And then you got people across the aisle there going, are you kidding me? He's no longer in Honolulu blue and white. He's now with the Rams. I'm not cheering for him and, and so forth and everything else. What's your take on that when you have former Lions players that are going on different teams and they become successful? And I mean, should that still be where, you know, you cheer for them, you don't cheer for them because they're not in the, you know, Detroit Lions colors. Which, what's your thought process as far as that is concerned? Um. When it comes down to that, it's just, I'm not a fan of anyone trying to gatekeep somebody on how to be a fan. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of my biggest pet peeves and being into like sports so much and stuff. I've seen it like my whole life, you know, that it's like, you know, whatever. I joke around about, you know, that if you can't stay loyal to your hometown teams, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's like, you know, anyone can root for who they want. Mm-hmm. You know, the Stafford stuff is just like beating a dead horse at this point. Like, it's just like, it's so much where it makes me low key almost want him to lose. And I resent being like, feeling like that. I resent that like people are just like being so aggravating with this that it's like, all right, we get it, you know? Yeah. But what if we want a better pick? That's, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like we're Lions fans. Like at the end of the day, I'm a Lions fan first. Like, do I want Matthew to succeed? Absolutely. He does deserve it. I mean, he fought for the city and this team for years. And, um, but I'm just old enough to experience where I, I've lost those big players already in my life. So a lot of this like reaction I can tell is like this younger generation who that's all they ever known. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it might be a little harder for them to let go, um, I guess, in a sense. But um, it's just, you know, let anyone root for who they want to when they want to and just leave it at that. I think so too. It, it reminds me too, it, and I just thought about this while you were saying your answer, the whole Justin Verlander thing. You know, mm-hmm. he helped Detroit Tigers get to two World Series, unfortunately, didn't go our way. And then he goes on a Houston uh, Houston team, his Houston Astros team, and then he wins a, a ring, albeit many of them put an asterisk by it, but he, he ends up winning a, a World Series ring. So, you know, part of me was like, okay, my heart is crushed, but he's such a great pitcher and contributed to everything at the Detroit Tigers couldn't get unfortunately we couldn't deliver and he delivered on the other team so if Matthew Stafford does the same exact thing yeah I mean my heart is gonna ache because I'm like man I couldn't do it in our uniform and it's not <laughs> us and everything else but at the same token too talented quarterback you can't get upset at the man for being on a different team that's going to possibly bring them a championship and something that Jared Goff couldn't do with his old team he got them there we couldn't deliver a championship title yeah, it's uh, like it's, it's heartbreaking, you know, but like, you know, just the Verlander example, it's like, I wasn't necessarily cheering for Houston to win, but when they did, I was like, you know what, good for him. Like that, that's just what it could be for me. That's going to be for me too. If Rams somehow by the grace of God beat the Bucks and Packer, you know, Packers, whoever else they have to, then, you know, I'll be happy for him, but it's not like I'm going to just avidly cheer just because he's on that team. Like I actually want a different Super Bowl set up. <laughs> I, I hear you. I, I 100% agree with you. 
I, I think it's very important too. And I was looking up at these stats before I, I was coming on with you. Um, I love that women, that we are a strong force when it comes to the fans. Uh, that I think they said about 49% as the last survey that I saw from last uh, late summer, early fall of last year, that 49% of fans are female in the football uh, NFL. Um, and those numbers are going to start climbing very soon. I love that women representation is happening, not only in, in, in sports as far as fans, but also as you know, you see it in referees uh, in the NFL, uh, in the NBA, I believe the first NFL referee started in 2015. And then we have two female uh, referees that, you know, shattered the glass ce uh, ceiling right around the uh, mid 2000s. And more and more we're seeing female um, in more females in media on the sidelines and, and now coaching. And I, the person that I think of is Becky Hammond being an assistant coach on the um, San Antonio Spurs. And, and now she's the head coach of the WNBA, the Las Vegas Aces. When you see that in myself loving sports and you loving sports and you know, you being part of a um, uh, content creator for Multiplicity uh, Media Group, what is your take on that and going into a new year? Do you see more women being involved when it comes to media, when it comes to different things that I just named off? Um, or do you want to see more of that take off in, in, in different areas, more so like more representation in MLB and in the NHL? And um, we're starting to see somewhat of a climb in NASCAR and everything else. What's your take as far as um, more female representation as far as those major sports, um, well, those major sports avenues are concerned. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a great thing. It's the evolution of of this whole thing. I mean, like I said, growing up, I felt like I was always the only girl, and like you know, now I, coming onto like Twitter and these social media platforms, you realize, wow, there's plenty of other women that really do enjoy sports and can feel that passion and sorrow and joy that you get from the game and so um just to know that like there's there's other women out there that you know not only enjoy it but like want to be content creators like such as ourselves you know that we want to get our voice out there so I think that it's so important just in like the respect of of women and and the knowledge that we hold um that people underestimate us for uh, it's it's just good that it'll not be such a taboo that you know women like sports or women are into football and basketball it, it should just be the norm because there's been you know we've been here all along it's just not being able to get that voice out and in, in that in that word so i think it's great i love it who is your earliest uh woman hero that you saw on tv on the sidelines or you know behind the desk or whatever that you know you saw as your role model in sports um, I like, okay. I can't even think of her name. Um, oh man, you put me on the spot. <laughs> um, oh, what was her name? She was on for ESPN, like way back in the day. I don't know. Okay. Well, let me just, let me just say who the person that I actually like really like idolize now and like truly like aspire to be like in the humbling sense of just them who they present themselves as is that Mina Kimes like I think that she just across the board like represents you know having a little sass having that personality having that you know that ability to say hey you know to 
I guess, you know, represent yourself, but then also protect yourself. And I, I just love everything about her. That is like who I focus on and who I really want to be like and aspire to be. Um, I mean, maybe a I have a little bit more of a mouth on me, so it wouldn't be quite like that. But um, yeah, she, she's inspiring for sure. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end, dot com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the heard that with Marisa Tigney podcast. No, I think you do great representing yourself because of, as I said, on the top of the show, when, especially it's, it's mostly guys. I mean, let's be real. Let's be honest. They still don't believe that females know what they're talking about when it comes to NFL, when it comes to NHL, when it comes to basketball, when it comes to certain teams, when we throw stats at them, when we throw players, um, we know their, you know, how many points they have and everything else. And they're the record of certain teams and everything else. Uh, you know, we still get challenged for it. Like, oh, did you go and look it up? Or oh, did you Google it? Or, you know, whatever the case is, is if we don't know what we're doing or what we're saying. And I, I, I so agree with you, like Mina Kimes, uh, mine was, you know, uh, the first female that I saw in, in my era was Jane Kennedy Overton uh, being on the NFL on CBS uh, in the 80s, you know, winning the Miss America pageant and then going from Miss America to the sports booth. And then later on, seeing Robert and Roberts at ESPN being the first black female uh, right there next to Bob Lee, uh, Bob Lee. Yeah. You know, she's and, one of mine too, though. Robin Roberts. That's one of the people. That's one of the women I was thinking of. But yeah, I mean, she she was you know seeing that 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 face and that representation. You had Linda Cohn, who's been on there forever. Uh, Hannah Storm, uh, Aaron Andrews, um, uh, Pam Oliver. You know, the list goes on and on. And just seeing more opportunities for women in media, whether it be you know behind the desk anchoring, you know, calling basketball games now. And we're seeing that, you know, shout out to Doris Burke, uh, you know, just basically paving the way for, for women to, you know, not only call these games that possibly are maybe or maybe not televised, but the actual big games that are on uh, primetime television and then post, uh, you know, playoff games and 
you know, NBA championship game. So it's just like the, the, it, the door is continually uh, opening and evolving for women in sports. And you being a content creator for Multiplicity Media Group, expand on your role. What is it that you do? What is Multiplicity Media Group? So it's really just, um, you know, we're, we're a platform of all these different content creators across the board. Like, you know, we've got WNBA, we focus on NBA, um, you know, college football, college basketball. Um, you got some sports betting now that one of the shows that I produce. And it's really just about, you know, and music and entertainment as well. It's really just about getting all these voices from, from you know, all across the nation, the world, wherever, and just, you know, creating a platform for everyone to enjoy and be able to enjoy. So it's, you know, it's just been a really exciting launching this and, and being, you know, one of the first to be brought onto this roster and, and be here before it actually, you know, all was presented and everything. So um, I feel lucky in, in that sense. But um, what I focus on right now is just some, I'm doing features and articles. I did some for college football, um, the playoffs and and, and conference championship games. And then I'm doing a little bit of um, article writing for NFL. We did some for the playoffs this past weekend and we'll be doing some for the divisional round and you know, throughout up until the Super Bowl, we'll be doing that. Um, but ultimately the goal is, is for me just to um, you know, build my own brand. That's what's nice about being in this group is that you know, I still am who I am. I am Lexi, I am my own entity, but like I just have this opportunity to collaborate and like, bounce you know things off the minds of others and be you know supported while doing that so I feel I feel very lucky in that sense and I love the new logo the new <laughs> thank logo, you that's fire did you pick the colors <laughs> I did yeah it was a little bit of a process and like it was kind of like I just was thinking okay well what represents me and like I know that I'm such a like naturally like a tomboy you know give me some like you know some good sneakers and like a sweatshirt and stuff and I was like, you know, I just don't think I can like do something like that. And like one thing that I've always been complimented on are my eyelashes, um, super long, always like out there, they're real 100%. I get it from my mama. Um, hey, and, mama. So I was like, <laughs> and so I was like, okay, well, we'll just run with that, you know? And it was kind of like, you know, with my nickname, Lexi and how it was flowing. It was just, it worked out perfectly. I love it. Yeah, I absolutely love it. And I, I wanted to ask you too, because you know, we're in 18, 19 days into the new year, uh, fresh brand new year and so forth. What is it that you want to do with your brand? Because honey, well, what you do, and what I've seen on, on social media, uh, it would not surprise me if you just take off this year because you're so doggone talented. Um, and like I said, you can, you can back it up with the rest of those that come at you with all different kinds of sports uh, opinions and everything else. And you're just not afraid to grab the bull by the horns and say what you got to say. So um, what is it that you wanted to do last year that you didn't get a chance to do last year that you want to do this year? Um, well, ultimately like the goal for me personally is to um, like have my own podcast. Um, so that's, kind of like in the beginning of the works. Um, I'm not sure when we'll launch that. I want to really kind of get everything solidified first, you know, get a partner and what I'm doing it with um, and kind of have a guideline. I have it all set up in my mind. So it's just about putting it all on paper, getting people on board, you know, pitching it and whatnot. So that 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 is my goal. Um, I can't say when it'll happen because I honestly don't know, but that is the goal of this year is to have my own podcast, YouTube show and, you know, start, 
you know, being able to make money from it and have sponsors and get my name out there and just really enjoy all the benefits of it. Okay. Well, number one, uh, I'll be a big fan of your podcast because I can't wait for you to launch it. Uh, time's ticking. I'm waiting for that to happen. Um, it is, as far as you launching your podcast this year, and it's recorded because I'm going to be holding you to it because now we have you on tape as well as you on YouTube. Um, where is a place that you wanted to go to, like, uh, you know, a game that you, you really wanted to, to go to or a team that you wanted to see that you didn't get a chance to see yet or a stadium that you want to go and visit? Because um, me, I, I love traveling to different stadiums and different, you know, uh, arenas and so forth. What is one on your list, one on your bucket list that you really want to go to? Um, so I, I want to hit up every Big Ten stadium someday. That's my goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just really busy with all these like weddings and stuff this past year. Like I was in, or I had like four in a row. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't have time to really travel anywhere. So now that this year's kind of um, happened, it's, uh, I really want to get out to Iowa and get to connect. I mean, um, that's been my top, you know, Big Ten Stadium just because of the tradition of, you know, waving to the kids in the third quarter and and just whatnot. And I know that it's probably going to be a night game because we're playing there. And I think that'll be incredible to watch. So that is, that's my number one is getting out to Iowa. I know it'll be a quite a drive, but um, that that's the goal this year. Besides Michigan, you know, the big house, because that's just the ultimate pinnacle. I mean, because we're the two smartest chicks up in this broadcast right now that love Michigan, University of Michigan and all things go blue. Uh, what is the second best favorite, the second best one that you have visited of the Big Ten that you've gone to so far? It could be the football arena, it could be, or it could be a football field or a basketball arena. Oh, um, okay, like just venue, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I really don't like, to be honest, travel that much. So um, I'm just going to say it was really cool getting down to Canton this past year. Um, and, and into the Pro Football Hall of Fame and that whole like place and being able to, you know, um, watch the game the night before and stuff like was really cool. So um, I'll say that was probably like the most unique that I've been to. Um, but I really haven't like traveled to many, like only Big Ten stadiums I've been to are been Michigan and Michigan State. So I need to really get myself out there to save that money so I can start traveling to all these places. And I'll say this for the record, I ain't got no shame to say it. We should have beat Barty. Uh, we should have beat Sparty in the regular season uh, during uh, football. <laughs> I said it. I know. I just got to gotta let it go because if not, it's going to drive me nuts. <laughs> One last couple of last questions I want, I want to ask you. Who do you see the Lions picking the number two pick in the draft? Oh, boy. Um I mean, honestly, I'm not sure that that Aiden is going to be number one. So I think that if he is on the board at number two, I think he is, and this is not, you know, removing my whole bias from Michigan. He's a a Dan Campbell player through and through. I mean, it's like that, that, that Aiden was made for Dan Campbell, you know, that fight, that grit, that like heart, that leadership. Um, uh, That's, I know something that, that he admires. I can, I can absolutely like just guarantee that he does. So um, I think that if he is on the board at number two, um, that's, that's who we're going to take. Uh, but if he does go number one, um, 
I just wouldn't mind honestly picking anybody from like Alabama or Georgia's defense. Like, give me one of those guys, yeah. you know, give me like Kobe Dean, give me Jordan Davis, whatever you need to do. Give me all of that. Like, I'll take it. Um, I'm I'm not really sold on like on Kayvon anymore, though. Just I, I don't know. I just I just think that if you want someone that's going to be like a good player, you need to also be like a good leader, too. But leadership wise, but I don't know. He just kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Like when I was watching that interview, um, when he was talking about, and he kind of like shaded um, Alabama and stuff, but I don't know. You just, you just, you, you just see a, a, a player and there's certain attributes that you want. And I think that Dan Campbell was going to want someone that's, you know, motivated and, and, and loud and excited and, you know, ready to like, just bite off kneecaps. And I think that that's like, that's going to be Aiden. What's your takeaway from the last game of the season? Because here's the thing. I looked, I don't even look at that we were 313 and one. That last game to me against Green Bay, and mind you, yes, they took Aaron Rodgers out, which I think that our defense did a great job against him and they put Jordan Love in. What was your takeaway from watching that game? Did they get you hyped to see to see what happens and what unfolds for the next season? Did it get you to, you know, did it get you to, where was this at the whole entire season? As many of the ridiculous fans were sitting there saying over and over again. Um, what was your thoughts uh, of that after seeing it? Me, I was hyped. I was excited. I wanted the season to continue. I wanted to see where we wanted to, you know, can it be September now? You know, seeing how beautifully they played, how Jared Goff just was beautiful, just throw beautiful passes down the field. I mean, um, uh, I'm going to butcher his name and forgive me. And I'm sorry. Uh, Armanra, mm-hmm. Armana, uh, St. Brown. I, I'm sorry. Your, your brother Equanimous is on the Green Bay Packers. Um, he was incredible that game. Uh, DeAndre Swift. I, I'm just, I'm just, I don't know. I was just beyond hype and excited. And then people were telling me, chill out. It's our third win. And I'm like, you can't bring me down today. Don't even, don't even talk your mess at me. Cause I'm just excited about, this game and how they played. What was your takeaways from that? Are you, are you hyped? Are you excited? Are you okay? Let's see what next season folds. What, what, what did you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was me. I got to go to the game um, for free actually. So I was pretty excited, like getting down there. I loved your pictures too, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was a little girl's day out my best friend, but um, yeah, it, uh, it was exciting. I mean, it wasn't even just like the fact that, I mean, obviously beating green Bay is, always going to be elite. I don't care what anybody says. I'd always rather Thank be you. Bay Thank in any you. instance. Um, but you know they've they've been fight they've been fighting and playing like that all season. I mean this this team might have been three um and 13, but like you know there was almost like five different games we, we could have won mm-hmm. and and it really should have won it probably at least three or four more. I mean it's came comes down to like you know record-breaking kicks and last minute, you know, last second plays and stuff that, you know, with, with how depleted this roster has been all year and these injuries, like this team shouldn't have even won three games. Mm-hmm. This team shouldn't have been as competitive with, you know, all these different teams, like from the beginning of the season, all the way to the end, but like these players play that way for Dan Campbell. And it's such a like breath of fresh air from Matt Patricia and like that whole God awful Satan system that was there. And like dug us into the ground even farther. Um, so it's, it's, it's been nice all season. I've loved how he's like coached. I love the way he's, you know, had the players hype in the locker room. 
Um, and if a player, especially a grown man, continues to play for somebody after these all these heartbreaking losses all season and can still mm-hmm. at the end of the season sit there and say, like, you know, this guy brought us here. We're, we're ready. We believe in him. Like, that's a lot. Like, yeah. because I don't think anybody could easily do that. And Dan Campbell's succeeded with fly, exceeding with flying colors that, like, it's just apparent that he is a perfect fit for this franchise. And I'm I so agree. excited. So I love the body language when they show the video of them winning and you see everybody is hyped, but everybody, like when Coach Campbell's talking, all eyes are on him versus when MP was in there and the body language is like, okay, can you just shut up right now? I just want to get showered and dressed and leave. All these guys were dialed in, you know, and that's what I love. I said, this man would run through a brick wall for this team. He would absolutely run through a brick wall for this team. And he's just like, okay, I'm excited to see what he's going to definitely bring um, with hopefully a new offensive coordinator. I don't know who we're going to get, um, but I, I'm excited about what, what the next season unfolds for Dan Campbell. I think it's going to be a better record. I think that we're going to get the right pieces that are in place and please tell the people, please tell the people that draft picks, Huh, I'm calling people out. I sure am. I'm not going to call you specifically by name, but there were so many salty Lions fans that were upset because of the fact that we won and we were not the number one draft pick. Draft picks do not matter. The right fit matters. The right pieces matter, in my, in my opinion. I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Oh, yeah. I mean, that win was for the culture. Like, that yeah. win against Green Bay was absolutely for the culture. Um, and yeah, one and two is not that big of a deal. Um, it's really not. And you look at the number one picks over like, you know, however many times compared to like anything in the top 10 and it's like, you're still fine. I mean, obviously, you know, if it was going from like one to seven, I could see people maybe being upset and I get that, but like, it just wasn't worth it for what it, the, you know, the price we paid to see everyone bonding together and still having this like hope and this fight you know, and, and go out with such a great win. And honestly, like we beat Aaron Rodgers. the whole first half we beat them. So I don't even believe that he stayed in. It doesn't even matter to me. We would still beat them because this team had more fight and heart in that game. Mm -hmm. I a hundred percent agree with you on that last question for you. When you look at, uh, when, when you have, uh, young girls and females that watch this interview that listen to this podcast, uh, that want to go and either be content creators or be in media and, and everything like that there. And you getting ready to start your podcast because you excitedly announced it on this show. So we'll be making sure that we hold you to it. But what advice do you have um, for somebody that's just like, okay, they're watching this and seeing you in your beginning stages and you just, you know, you're on social media, you're on Twitter, you're on Facebook, you're on Instagram you know, talking up sports and everything else. And, you know, somebody wants to do, go down the same avenue as you. What advice would you offer them if they asked you, okay, Lexi, I want to, you know, be a content creator. I want to go into media. I want to go into journalism. I want to do all those things. What, what, what a piece of advice would you get? Or if somebody gave you some sound advice, you know, doing what you do right now that you want to pass on to somebody. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just like staying true to yourself, um, you know, standing your ground, um, having an opinion and like understanding though, that yes, it's good like to, to, you know, fight for what you believe in, but like to also be open-minded 
and and try to remove your bias and then allow these situations because you know I can tell myself in the last like two years how I've kind of evolved to want to be able to do this is because I've been able to kind of look at situations outside from where I'm at and and it's really so it's just it's just about staying true to yourself and then keeping an open mind and evolving with with everything that comes your way um that's that's the best thing that I can that I can you know advise and just to not let anybody else tell you that you can't do something um because you can and it doesn't even matter if you're your early twenties or, you know, beginning your thirties, like me, like you can start this and do this whenever, um, you just gotta have, you know, the people, you know, get people to that support you and can, you know, be there for you and, you know, you can do anything. That's awesome advice. And that's great sound advice that I hope somebody listening takes that away and applies it to, you know, their passions and realize it's not too late for them to start bonus question. Who wins the Super Bowl? Oh gosh. Um, I'm going to say like I, my pick before is not after watching this weekend, I have changed and I'm oh. going to, pick, I know. So, I mean, if you see these games and how these played that I'm going to say, it's going to be a bills bucks, super bowl and the bills are going to win it. Oh, that was my first, Ooh, like, okay. I know. Oh, honestly, you watch how the Bills play. Josh Allen is incredible. He's my fantasy quarterback. He's the reason I, I won the Super Bowl. One of the reasons, um, you know, he's just, you know, just an incredible player. And they've needed needed to find that run game. They needed to find that kind of spark. And they found it in these last few games and running into the playoffs. I mean, you saw how just a massacre it was of Bill Belichick. And, and you, you can't just do that to Bill and, and get away with it, you know. Mm-hmm. But that was just a sound butt whooping so um you can do that uh you can you can win it all and i hope they do it'd be cool for bill's mafia i think so too and then the last image that i remember too is last year and i know you remember it too where stefan Diggs is standing out there watching the kansas city chiefs collect their afc championship and all the kansas city colors of confetti was coming down he stood out he stood there he was watching the whole ceremony and i was like man this will not surprise me if the bills end up in a super bowl and they actually win the whole entire thing. Something that, unfortunately, when Jim Kelly was at the helm uh, back in the 90s, early 90s, late 80s, early 90s, and they went three straight years and they couldn't do that. It should not shock no one, as you said, that they get to the Super Bowl and they win it. So I like your pick. I know. Well, I think, too, it'll just be, like, unique because, like, you know, Josh Allen meets Tom Brady again. Like, he thought he could get away. And, I mean mm-hmm. – here I am like betting against Tom Brady, which is like just the silliest thing to do in sports. Um, but that's just kind of like the situation that I would like to see an outcome that would be kind of cool. Forever the goat. And can he hurry up and retire? Cause I'm ready for him to sign my <laughs> Michigan Jersey. I mean, I know, right? he's 44 years young. He's like the Benjamin button of the NFL. He ages backwards. I'm just, I mean, his arm is like better now than when he was in the league. So yes. I guess it's mind blowing. It's absolutely mind blowing. <laughs> Tell everybody where they can follow you at on social media. Yeah. Um, so it's Lexi underscore go blue for Instagram. That's my um, like sports account for that. And then uh, at go blue Lexi one, one seven on Twitter. And then you can also follow multiplicity and media group at multiplicity MG. That's right. And then the content creator, you can check out that website too, with all of our articles and features.
because she's amazing. And y'all need to follow her right now. And I'm putting up her page. So those that are watching on social media, look at that cool graphic. Booyah. <laughs> Did not try to steal her graphic. She came up with that. Awesome colors. An awesome conversation with you, Lexi. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. Appreciate it. And thank you, Heard Net Nation, for listening today. And as I always in the show, take care, stay safe, be good to one another. We out of here. Bye. Bye. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at Lovely Marisa T, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.